Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. This is going to be episode two, and we are so excited. We have been uh, just encouraged beyond measure with the amount of support and feedback that we're getting. And uh, we want to share some of that feedback with you, and we want to share um, how we are approaching this, where we're going to, where we're coming from, what led us to this. And then we will hopefully get into forgiveness. And if it's not this week, then next week we'll get into forgiveness, but getting right to it. Um, on Apple podcast, we had, uh, 11 ratings and six reviews. And what, just to share one of them, it says, uh, from blessed 2017, this is very refreshing to listen to a couple of young adults sharing the love of Jesus with their own experiences and show that regular people can be willing to put themselves out there a fire that has been ignited. Thank you. Blessed 2017. That's exactly what we're going for. We're, we want to share that to regular guys, just talking and sharing what we what we've been through for sure dude I, so at like two o'clock in the morning this is tuesday morning i got a text from elijah and this is, this is what he said he says uh hi pastor bobby just listen to the two posts on yours and steve's new podcast i really enjoyed listening to it and i definitely recommended i definitely recommend you all keep doing it it was refreshing to hear and it made me remember how i felt to be surrounded by all of you and being filled with the holy spirit i'm not saying that i lost that it, I was lo- that I lost my way or anything, but I have not been spiritually on fire, and that definitely sparked it. Thank you. That's awesome, dude. That was awesome. So everybody knows Elijah is one of the high schoolers the that high was on us yeah. on that trip with us. Yeah, yeah. so it was just like, dude, waking up to that was like, dude, that is awesome. You know, because because you know you record and then the enemy starts attacking. Yeah, and he's like, what are you doing? What are you even thinking? Yeah, there was a lot of doubt. Like I know as we were uh, messing with the audio because we have no clue what we're doing, but I keep hearing our voices over and over. It's like, man, I can hear myself breathe. I can hear, you know, whatever the whatever doubt that the enemy can use. And with that being said, like it wasn't just people from our church. We had uh, as last I checked was like 136 downloads. And on our origins episode, like wow, what yeah, that was heck? awesome, dude. And from all over the world, yeah, dude, well, the world. Well, well, hold, I know the world because I'm like, well, whoever's gonna listen. But it's funny too because I was talking to Matt yesterday, and I was like, yeah, we got we got downloads from uh, from Japan and Australia, and he's like, yeah, he's like, but you might not want to count those because uh, people use a VPN, and I was just like. Like, thanks, bro. Whatever. But I know for sure we know that one was from Australia because that dude uh, reached out to me on that that network that I'm at. So Right. So we did have two downloads in Japan, whether it was by VPN or not, there was two. And um, we also had one from Australia. Yeah. So just thank you guys for just uh, the support. And uh, like we said, we're just going to continue to do this. And and, uh, that stuff, uh, those uh, whether it's the responses or or whatever, guys, that's like gold for us to just know that, to encourage us. You know, we want to be here for you guys and and come alongside. And and that's definitely one way that you guys can come alongside of us and just uh, let us know what encourages you or or how we can help. Right. And by no means was this like a, a, it was a ton of reviews. Well, not a ton, but like I said, on Apple alone, there was six reviews. There was, I know we had one on Amazon and I know a a lot of people reached out to me by text, just saying that they loved it. Just like with you, Uh, none of mine were at two o'clock in the morning because I wouldn't have got it. But um, with that being said, this episode, we're going to get into what brought us 
to Christ essentially and um, why we're going to dig in with scripture and just our own, not necessarily testimony, but our own experiences and how we got where we are. And um, yeah, I think it's important too, because, you know, we can, we can talk about, all right, you know, forgiveness or, uh, you know, how to be a loving husband or, or what a wife's role. Like we can talk about all these things, but, you know, it, it's like with kids. When, when we're raising kids, and I think a, a lot of the reason why a lot of kids fall out, you know, and that's the big thing that I always, you know, talk about is the reason why kids stop coming to church is because we teach them how to be good church kids. Right. And it's like, we got to teach them to love Jesus more than anything else, because that's what they're going to take with them. And and no matter what, you know, position they get themselves into, you know what I mean? We we built that um, that foundation, you know, they have, they have that. And so when they find themselves in, in a tough spot, like that's what they have to come back to and not just things, not right. just works, you know? Right. And with that being said, like growing up, I know that um, my dad went to church, my grandparents went to church, and we would, we were not necessarily pressured to go to, it was kind of, hey, if you want to go to church, just go. And we're not going to make you. Um, I know I was uh, the church that I was an altar server. I think you were too. Yeah. I think we yeah. both grew up in the same church before we even knew each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was something where I think back then I was doing it to be that church kid, right? To to make my parents proud, to make my grandparents proud, um, and not really learning um, that much about Jesus and um, learning what the scriptures say. Uh, I don't think I even had my own Bible until I was in high school, you know? Uh, I, dude, I didn't even crack open the Bible until I was in college. And I, I remember it was a Bible that my mom gave me. I never cracked open a Bible. And I remember trying to read it because I was like, you know what? I should probably do this. And I read the Bible and I was like, this makes no sense to me. <laughs> it was <laughs> well, crazy. Yeah, and I think that's important to note too, is that when you're heart's not in it when you're when you don't have that relationship with Jesus or with God how are you how is he going to reveal to you what's in this book right um with your did you have any experiences that led you to this i mean obviously we both did oh, yeah, but like dude. what what was it for you that it, you know it was a it was accumulation of things and just a uh, pretty much just living my life for me. And then, uh, you know, having real, I mean, real big difficulties in my marriage. And uh, I mean, Deanna and I were like on the verge of getting a divorce. Like I had even called to make an appointment with a lawyer because I was just, I was, it was just done. It was just bad. Our daughter wrote us a note one time and was like, look, you guys either need to get divorced or or do something. Like I can't take it, you know? And, and it broke my heart, dude, because this would have been, the second divorce for her, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I took her on and I took the, the kids on and wanted to marry her because I wanted to never get divorced, you know? And it was sad being in that place. And dude, I did a lot of stupid stuff and and I'm sure we'll get into testimonies later and, and when we, you know, get to that point. But uh, I dude, it, it's so crazy because what had happened for us was uh, Deanna got real sick and then um, she, she all of a sudden, like she got real sick and then she started changing and I was like, what in the world is going on? And she, she just like did this massive change. And one time I, I asked her, we were in the hallway and I was like, what's going on with you? Like, are you, are you dying? Like, I mean, this is the exact words. I was like, are you, are you dying? And she's like, what? No. I'm like, well, did you go to the doctor? Cause dude, she was, I mean, she got severely sick and I mean, it was just a, a big deal. And uh, she's like, no. And I said, okay, 
are you divorcing me and you're trying to take the kids away from me? You know? And she's like, no. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, look, I'm more in love with you now than I was when, you know, we were dating. You know, right. when you're dating, dude, you're just putting on a show. Like, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I said, look, I don't know what happened to you. And my exact words, I don't know what happened to you, but I pray to God it happens to me. And, and I did, I started seeking after God, you know, I, I started going like, Hey, you know what? I know these prayers from growing up and doing these things. And I was trying to, you know, I was trying to seek after God. And dude, I remember at one point I was driving down uh, my street and my neighbor, he was a minister. He, he, he was an ordained pastor and uh, I was driving down the street and I was asking, and I was praying to God, like, God, what do I need to do? Just, just open the door, show me a sign. Dude, and I was driving down the street in my neighbor's house, that, that, that pastor, his door was wide open and he never left his door open, dude, ever. Wow. And it was like, oh, all right. And I knew what it was going to be, but I was not ready to commit. Right. And then, um, some time goes by and then I ended up finally going to his house. Cause some, some, I had a question that I needed to ask him he came over and, and I was like, Hey man, I got this question. And you know, we're talking about stuff and he's like, Hey, where are you at with the Lord? I'm like, Oh, I know Jesus. You know, and he's like, yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, I grew up, you know, going to, you know, I grew up this way and, and, you know, I was an altar servant. I did this, all, this, all this other stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but he's like, you know about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus, you know? And, and I was, you know, arguing with him. And this is what, this is, this is the point that like, it was the night that I got saved. It was the night before I was turning 30 and, um, and dude, he opens up the Bible and everything that I was talking to him, I was like, you know, I do all this stuff. And he opens up to Isaiah and he's like, look at what, look at what God says to, to the people, the Israelites, you know, and he uses the prophet Isaiah and he's like, stop your prayers, stop your new moon sacrifice, stop doing all these things because they mean nothing to me. He's like, God's telling them to stop praying. Yeah. God's telling, because, because they're, they were confessing him with their lips, but their hearts were far from him. And I was just, dude, it just pierced through the heart. And he just like, everything that I kept on, uh, you know, trying to put an argument with, dude, he just destroyed it with the Bible. Like he just opened it up and knew it. And it's like, oh my goodness, dude. And then I'll never forget. He looks at me and he's like, what would it take for you to surrender your life to Christ? Dude, and at that point, it's like, <laughs> I'm like defenseless, dude. It's like nothing. Like wh what else would it take? You know what yeah. I mean? And he's like, dude, he put his hand on my shoulder and he, dude, he just prayed for me, dude. And I was sobbing, dude, like seriously, like legit, dude, I was sobbing. And I had told Deanna, like, this is late at night. I was gone for like two hours and, um, dude, I'm just sobbing. I mean, like snot's coming out of my nose. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. And I was like, you know, like I just surrendered my life to Christ and he prayed for me. And I'm like, all right, well, what now? He's like. You need to get yourself into a Bible-believing church. He didn't say like, hey, come to my church and this and other. And he wasn't like a pastor of a church, but I mean, he was, he is an ordained minister. And uh, he's like, you need to go to a Bible-believing church. And he's like, God will start working through your life. Dude, and I left his house and I walked out and I remember having this conversation because like I said, it was the night before I turned 30 and I told God, I said, look, you have let me live the last 29 years, however I wanted. And you were with me. I said, I will spend the rest of my life serving you in whatever that capacity is. I don't know what that looks like, but I will serve you for the rest of my life. Dude, and as I was walking across the street to the house, dude, I was just like, I laid it all out for God. Like, look, Lord, I know that this was sinful. I know, and and I'm sorry for like, and I just confess things that I knew that I just never came to terms with. Right. You know what I mean? And and uh, 
I finally get into the house and I'm still crying. And Deanna's like, oh my gosh, what happened to you? I was like, I just surrendered my life to Christ and I have no idea what that means. I said, but we got to get in church, dude. And, and ever since, man, like that was, I mean, it's just crazy to think, you know, that's almost, almost 10 years ago. So that was back in 2013. And to just think that, um, how God answered that prayer, like yeah. in whatever capacity I will serve you for the rest of my life. Right. And yeah. now here we are doing yeah, ignited fortitude. But I mean, I think that, man, it's probably, I know we're going to connect with other people right now because my story connects with yours in a lot of the same ways. Like I was um, living my life for me mm -hmm. and only me. I didn't care about anybody else. I didn't care about anybody, my relationship with anybody else other than what can I get out of it. And um, it was something that actually um, yesterday, Kim and I had talked about like how bad it really was. And again, that'll come out in testimonies, but I was, everything I was doing was for me. And um, I remember that Kim and I ran into you and Deanna after we moved back here, after I got out of the army. So it was after you had been saved. I didn't, I don't know where you were at in your walk yet, like what you were doing with the church. But I remember looking at you both and because having known you since high school, mm -hmm. having known Deanna my entire life, um, I saw a change in you guys. And I saw like a piece that I didn't have and Kim didn't have. Like we put on a great front in our marriage, anytime we went in public, we didn't want anybody to know that there was anything going on in our marriage. And we didn't want to share that with anybody. But when we got home behind closed doors, it was so chaotic. And um, the, the sins that we were both in, whether it was um, substance abuse, uh, or lust and adultery, or whatever it was, we did not want to share that with each other and we did not want to try to fix it. And, um, but when I saw you and Deanna, like, I was like, man, look at that piece they have. I wonder what it is. And at that point, I don't think we had even talked about what it was that, uh, you guys were doing or we were doing. It was just like, Hey, what's up? You know, we hugged each other and like moved on. And then fast forward a couple of years. Um, and, that chaos in my life continued and it was just falling apart, falling apart. And, um, Kim and I were on the verge of divorce, like really close, just like what you were talking about. And, um, I had reached out to you and I came to like Calvary's Easter service at Buena. And then I had reached out to you like, Hey, Bobby, I, I want to talk, you know, and we talked a couple of times and I'm sure you remember like, I wanted to argue everything you told me. You're like, Steve, you need to just come to church, man. Come to church. Get, get Let them pour into you. And I'm like, well, why do I need to come to church? The Bible says where two or more are gathered, Jesus is there. So we're doing church right now, Bobby. Like all kinds of things. And that was part of who I was too. I loved to argue yeah, no sure. matter what. Like I would, I would take – I would be devil's advocate, right? And I would take on whatever role I could just to argue with somebody, whether I believed in it or not. And it was just because I wanted to not conform to anybody or anything, and all I cared about was myself. And then, um, man, after what had happened with Kim and I and, um, you know, she get, she's had a hospital stay, and uh, that time frame for me – 
it was when I personally realized that I do love someone more than I love myself. And it was my wife. And I knew I needed to change from there. And, you know, she, she was getting out of the hospital and we wanted to do counseling through Pastor Jack. And um, I don't think either one of us really had, because we had done counseling before, but secular counseling, mm-hmm. right? There was no God involved in it. There was no Christian counseling. And we, I don't even think we made it through the entire session before we walked out like, this isn't going to work. This isn't, this isn't what we need. Sure, and sure. Um, we went to counseling with Pastor Jack and, you know, we got saved. And uh, in a teaching from the Old Testament, I don't even remember what the teaching was. <laughs> I don't remember any of the scripture, but we got saved together at the same time. And same thing, I was bawling. Like, I, I don't, I bet you we can pull it up on the archives uh, yeah, of Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like snapping. Well, I remember being there because I think at that time I was, I was able to attend Thursdays because I wasn't, I wasn't serving because I don't remember what was going on, but, um, and, and I remember being in, and Deanna and I were both in there and you guys walked up, dude, we just went up there and just hugged you guys. And yeah. dude, I remember, man, it was, I remember. Uh, it was powerful. It was, it was great. And, you know, and it hasn't, I think that's one thing people like Christians, like it wasn't like instantaneous, like, oh, our lives are better. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, all of our worries are gone. Like, no, we still had to confront all those things that yeah. we were doing in our lives. And I mean, even to this day, we were still working through those things and working past them. And, um, but we're coming at it from the Bible and what God tells us to do in scripture. And, um, with that, like, was there a, a specific scripture for you that like, was like, Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. So, so the thing that led up to all this happening also was, uh, Deanna and I, we were, dude, we were arguing, right? We were arguing and there was one night that we went to bed and uh, she was crying, dude. And, you know, I wake up, you know, one 30 in the morning to go deliver bread and she's just crying and crying and crying. And I'm a jerk for this, dude. I know some people are gonna be like, what? (laughs) But you know, she was crying. I was like, look, can you either stop or go and do that in another room? Dude, and to hear Deanna, yeah, dude, to, to hear Deanna say this, dude, when she comes on the on the podcast, she she's like, in that moment, she's like, I stopped crying, and I prayed to God, and I said, Lord, you better get him, or I'm going to send him to you. <laughs> I mean, but don't think that you're the only person because there's been times where like Kim will bring something up, and I'm like. Like now, seriously, like right now, like we got to talk about this right now. Like I'm supposed to be going to work right now. Like, and I I think that was something that I, like I struggled with for a long time was like, Hey, there's a time and a place, you know, but that's not necessarily true, you know? And anyways, getting back to your script. And and so, uh, so, you know, and this is what's crazy. So she went and told God, Hey, you either get him or I'm going to send him to you. And she's to hear her say, it's hilarious. Cause she's like, and that night she's like, I went to bed. She's like, and I woke up and she's like, I was different. She's like, God changed me. I wanted him to change you. And he changed me. And, uh, and it's true. Cause like, there would be times where, you know, I'd get home, coming home late, you know, and dude, there was a point in time. And, 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 you know, her and I were talking about this earlier. She's like, she's like, one of the things that you said that just absolutely broke my heart one time was where you said you didn't even want to come home. Cause by the time, like I knew I was coming home, I just kind of drag or I'd go and drop off all the stuff in the paperwork in the big truck over to my parents' house, you know, and, and, uh, you know, finish off paperwork and then talk to my mom and I'd come home later. You know what I mean? And it was like, I wasn't trying to get home. And, you know, she's like, that 
broke my heart. Well, I would get home late. And then what is it? Well, you're home late, you're this, you're that. And that's normally the typical thing. And then that would start the argument. Well, after like, after that day that God started changing her, I'd get home and it's like, look, I know I'm sorry I'm late, but I had this. And she's like, no, you know what? She's like, I'm sorry you're late. I'm, she's like, you were the one that was working. I get to stay home in this house. She's like, I'm sorry you're late. She's like, I already made you dinner. It's in the microwave and I'll warm it up. And I'm like, whoa. Like, what do you got in that? I don't even know if I want to eat what's in that. Like, this is not- Especially with Deanna, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, and so over the course of time, you know what I mean? She just changed. And that's why it got me to that point when it was like, when I stopped her in the hallway, it's like, you you know, like what happened to you? You And I even asked her, I was like, what do I need to do to change? And she's like, nothing. You know, and I always tease, I always joke. I'm like, yeah, see, and in that moment, I was like, see, I knew it was you the whole time. You know what I mean? But uh, no, like literally I was asking her, what do I need to do to change? And she literally told me, she's like, nothing, you know? And it, I mean, the fact that it led me to the point where it's like, I realize whatever change happened in you, I need it. Dude, and the scripture that jumped out to me, you know, you get, you get saved and you start reading the Bible. Dude, and it's amazing because uh, this is the scripture right here. It's in first Peter chapter three. And it says, uh, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. And dude, I remember reading the Bible and I came across that scripture and I was like, oh my goodness. Like God is literally saying, wives, you will win over your husbands, not by your words, but by your conduct. And in that moment, it was like, I, I know we were on the right path because right. we tried to work just like you guys did. You know, we tried to work on our marriage. We tried to do, you know, and I, man, I remember my mom telling me like, look, you need to give it to God. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to work in your life. I'm like, what does that even mean? Exactly. You know? And, and it, you know, just reading through the Bible and reading things like that, it's like, dude, it tells us, right? That God's word is living and active and it is. Yeah, without a doubt. And I know like we had talked about leading into this episode, like what's scripture, right? And I sat there and I was thinking and praying about it. And you know what? It wasn't just one scripture. Like I I can't, there wasn't, I can't go back and be like this. This was the one. Yeah. But I know for a fact, like since I have started digging in almost every single time, something is revealed to me. Something, I mean, Earlier this week, I was like, Bobby, I got to meet you. I got to talk to you about what I read. And and it wasn't exactly what we were looking for, but it did speak to me. And I don't, and I know that um, in that moment, like it was like, for me, I was like, yes, I got it. I thank you, God, for showing it to me. And, and I hold on to those things and um, those thoughts and those prayers that he has revealed to me. And I don't. But I can't think of one. I mean, I got a I got a scripture tattooed on my arm from before I got saved. It was oh, before I went to Iraq, right? And God, whose word I praise, and God I trust, I'll not be afraid for what what for what can mortal man do to me, right? Psalm fifty six four. Like that was big for me going to Iraq. But I wasn't necessary uh, like necessarily a believer. I knew in God, and I I'm. Without a doubt, I know I'm here because he wanted me here because there was so much that happened over there that I was able to come home from. But it was still 10 years later, I'm telling you like, no, Bobby, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to turn like if he's in he's working in my life? Why do I need to do anything? You know, he's all powerful, all kinds of things. I was able to come up with an argument for everything. But now 
I see as I as I'm in prayer, as I'm in his word and I'm building that relationship with him every day, something new is revealed to me and, or I see him working. And one of the things I hear uh, Pastor Pat, Pastor, pretty much everybody says it, Pastor Pat, Pastor Jack, the, you know, um, don't trade the things, you know, for the things you don't. And, yeah. and that is, uh, what I try to hold on to. Yeah, don't I, give up, don't give up what you don't know for what you do know. Exactly. And that's what I hold on to is like, Hey, I, maybe I don't understand this right now, but I do know I understand this and this and this. And, um, I think that is important. Like just for like, you have a scripture that like, Hey, this is what changed me, you know? And, I don't have. Well, like, it's not. It's not so much that it was a scripture that changed me. Because honestly, like I said, what really, like, what really changed me was when I went to my neighbor's house and he just unpacked. Like, dude, it just all over the Bible on the things that I was, you know, telling him. And uh, I mean, it, it was, but it was reading in Peter where it's like, man, look at, like, God's telling them to do this, and that's exactly what my wife did, and that's what won me over. You know what I mean? So it's not so much like that's that one scripture because it was it was honestly the Bible as my as my neighbor started just unpacking it. You know what I mean? And and just you know defending the faith. You know, and that's the thing. Like even in Peter, it says like uh, you know the main scripture for apologetics is always like you know sanctify the Lord in your heart. So when you have to give a reasonable defense, you know what I mean? You'll be able to. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but you know I think a lot of the times you know people go to that scripture and it's like okay we got to give a reasonable defense and we need to you know conduct ourselves wisely and and not in you know in quarrels and all this other stuff. And it's like we missed the point where it says sanctify the Lord in your heart. Cause that's, what's huge, you know? And that's like, even with this whole episode, like that's the whole purpose of anything that we do. Cause I think, you know, I, I mentioned those two guys, you know, when, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is because of those two guys, right? There was one that like was getting poured into and was willing to to do this regardless of the adversities. Like he, you know, they both would call me and were like, my wife's not responding to this and I'm doing this. I'm like, Hey, you need to be patient. Like you need to just toe the line. You know, the enemy's going to attack and he wants to discourage you. Like the closer we get to God, the closer the enemy is going to try to get at us, you know? Right. And, and you know, we have to sanctify ourselves because if not, we just look to use the Bible as a tool to get what we want. You know, we want to fix our marriage. So, okay, well, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start doing these things and hopefully God will do. And it's like, it, you know, it might last for a little bit, but it's, if it doesn't change your heart and doesn't penetrate, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I mean, think of think of Jesus, right? Matthew 7, where he, he's like, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord. You know, and he's going to say, hey, depart from me for I never knew you. And, you know, they're going to be like, oh, we, but we cast out demons in your names. We heal the sick in your name. You know, we did all these works. And he's like, yeah, but depart from me for I never knew you. And and that's where we can get. And that's what I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come off where it's like, hey, these are the things that you need to do because it's going to fix your life. Again, you know, God has to come into your life. You have to invite him in. He's like, I stand at the door and knock. Yeah. And whoever, you know, invites me in, I will go and I will dine with him, with her. You know what I mean? And it's like, have you asked God in? Because I think for me, for the, I, I just know for myself, it's like, it would have looked like I was on fire for the Lord. It would have looked like I was following after Jesus. I thought I was. And when my neighbor was like, look, you know about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus. And, you know, that was one of the things like going to Tucson with with Pastor Pat, he was doing a, a Bible workshop a couple of weeks ago. And and he was saying, you know, um, 
God reveals it. And it was a quote from J.I. Packer and I'm going to butcher it, but he's like, you know, the, the way that you know somebody is by the extent to what they reveal. You know, like, you know more about me because one, we grew up together, you know, we were in high school and we spent time together. So you know about me because of what I've revealed to you. You know what right. I mean? And it's like, if you want to know God, like God has revealed himself to us and it's through the Bible. Yeah. In no other way. Like God is not going to show you any other way right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. It's done. You know, we're not in the time of the prophets. We're not in the time of, you know what I mean? Anything else. And it's like, if you want to know God, you got to get into his word because he's revealed himself. Why would we not want to? Right. And that's what, I mean, I think you're, I mean, I know you're spot on. The the Bible is going to create that relationship for us to grow stronger mm -hmm with that relationship. And I mean, just like, just like our marriages, right? Like it's not going to be, um, we're not going to be able to do it on our own. Like Kim and I aren't going to grow closer just because we live together. Exactly. It's got to be that communication between both of us and what, um, what I'm feeling, what she's feeling and making sure that the, the principles that we're applying to our marriage are from the Bible mm -hmm. and inviting God into our marriage. And, but our relationship is not going to grow closer just by us living together. And there has to be that communication between us. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, like, so before in our marriage, like things would be good, you know, if, you know, on my end, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for my wife, but you know, things would be good if we weren't arguing and she wasn't, you know, like saying I was doing this or doing that, you know what I mean? Like, so things were good. So I would be willing to help her because really I have elevated my wife to a position of the standard of my happiness, of my contentment. So as long as me and my wife are cool, you know, and this is before being saved, if, if me and my wife are cool, then I'll serve her. Then I'll do things for her. Then I'll do this. But the moment that she gets frustrated or mad at me or is silent, you know, you come home, there's times where it's like, what's wrong? It's like nothing. It's like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And as soon as that happens, guess what? Then it's like, well, fine. I'm not going to help her with this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pick after my, up after myself. You know, like, no, I'm not going to go and do those things. I'm not going to make time for her. Why? Because it is based on, it's not based on unconditional love. It's based on the conditions of, hey, if you're, you know, in line with the way that the flow of the house is supposed to go, then things are going to be good. And when Jesus comes into it, it's like, no, he's the center of it. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, when, when, when we do vows, like and it, I've done a couple weddings, dude. And it's like, you know, just going through the vows and it's like, I wish somebody would have sat me down. I, I fully encourage premarital counseling because had somebody been able to go over those things with me and really like told me, look, these are the things that you are bowing to, not just to your spouse, but to God. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't know if it would have dawned on me, but you know, as a believer, when I do a marriage, it's like, it just takes me back to that. And it's like, you know, um, you know, that I'll be there for sickness and his health for better, or for worse, for richer, for poor. And it's like, you know, there's times in a marriage where it, it's, it's hard, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it's at the worst that it's ever been. That's what people will say like, dude, our marriage is at the worst place possible. It's like, yeah, but guess what? You vowed for better or for worse. And this is what worse looks like. You know, when Deanna got sick, it was like, Hey, in sickness and in health, you know? Yep. And it's like, those are the vows that, and, and, and when Jesus is at the center, well, guess what? There are times, like our marriage isn't perfect. You know what I mean? There's times where I do come home and my wife might be upset, or there are times where, you know, I feel like, you know, whatever, and I'm short with her or I'm silent. And, and the thing with, with Jesus being in the center, it's like, hey, you know what? I got to be focused on honoring him. I need to be focused on my love for him. And he will work on her as he's, and I need him to work on me. 
you know, so like a perfect example is instead of, you know, not helping out around the house, like if I see a mess and it's like, well, you know what, she, she's been here all day or she could have done this. And, you know, if she's going to act like that, then I'm not going to do it. It's like, no, 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 no. I know God wants me to do that. I know that that would be honoring to him and I'm going to honor him. And by honoring him, I'm going to honor my wife, you know? Yeah. And it's like, how can I serve him as I serve her? You know what I mean? Right. And I think that, um, that I, I'm, I'm going through that right now, like where I'm like, we're not personally going through it as in I'm dealing with that. But I know Kim has been doing a lot around my house and um, she's trying to manage things because we give our, our kids chores to do. And, you know, Stephen working now, like it's his chores are kind of falling off. And, you know, no matter how many times I talk to him, though, about like, hey, that's your that's your job. And then this is your responsibility mm -hmm. when you get home. I still have responsibilities when I come home. But Kim has been picking up a lot of that slack. And, you know, for example, like going to bed, I'm closing up the house for the night and I see some dishes in the sink. And I'm like, well, Kim's already upstairs and Trey should be doing it or you know, Kim was going to do, but instead I'm just like, well, it's just a couple of dishes. Let me clean them up and put them in the dishwasher and start it. Because ultimately I was getting upset sometimes because I have one coffee mug that, man, that's my coffee mug. I got a drink out of that in the morning and, um, it wouldn't like, it'd be in the dishwasher, but nobody started it. Sure. And, and of course at that time, Trey wasn't working. I'm like, dude, you couldn't start the dishwasher, you know, and I, I'm basing all my happiness at the very beginning of my day on whether or not he started the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to make sure from now on that my dishes are started before I go to bed. But, um, and I think that, uh, we, as that, I think all of it, I mean, because what we were going to get into in this episode based off some of the feedback we got was forgiveness. And, um, I think all of it comes to that, you know, uh, well, a lot of it comes to, the because we're all sinners we're all going to fall short of the glory of god and we're all going to make mistakes in our marriages in our relationships and we have to forgive right like we need we need forgiveness but we also have to forgive others and um i think that's one of the things a lot of people are struggling with based off of some of the comments we've been getting and some of the text messages. Is well, like, and, and even just think of, think of in your marriage, you know what I mean? Like you get to that place and, and we're definitely gonna have to pick it up on the next time on this. You right. know what I mean? But, uh, you know, like moving forward, you know what I mean? Because of living a certain way, you know what I mean? It, it It's like, Hey, what do you do with all this baggage? You know what I mean? Like you can't say like, I've come to Christ. And so now everything's good and you should just get over it. And we got to move forward. Like, what does that entail? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that'll definitely be something that we need to hit up on the, on the next episode. Without a doubt. I think that so Ignited Fortitude will be coming back with another episode on forgiveness, which this one was supposed to get there. But hey, that's what you guys tuned in for, right? To listen to me and Bobby talk about life. <laughs> and hopefully, um, we hope that you guys got something out of this. And our next episode will be on forgiveness. And um, we just... Uh, we hope that you get something out of this and we're going to close it out in prayer again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here we go. Nico, if you listen to the last one, you know, I'm, you're not here for me to tell God like, Hey, Nico's right there. Use him. Right. Uh, and Bobby's right here, but I know it's something that I need to work on. So we'll finish up with a, with a prayer and um, we'll get back to you in the week three episode. We'll of, see you next week. Yeah.
on forgiveness. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today and just amazed, wow, at just everything you've done this past week with us not having a clue how to do a podcast or edit anything or and you've just guided us through this and you've used it you've used it to reach at least 130 people who listened and um, we hope that you continue to use us and fill us with the holy spirit and fill our listeners lord let them let them feel your presence and let them know that you are using this for your good and and for what you want them to hear. And just as you reveal things to us in scripture, that you reveal to them um, what's happening in their lives, that they're not alone, that they're not the only ones, and you give them the strength or courage to reach out to people if they're really struggling and they can reach out to us or anybody else in their life that I'm sure you will use to bring them closer to you, God. And we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week.